from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week, it's a little different, obviously. I don't know if we're still a sports podcast at the current moment, but we're going to try our very best to continue to be your favorite <laughs> Michigan sports podcast. So as of this recording, sports are canceled for the time being. And I'm sure by the time you're listening, you'll probably be in the exact same <laughs> state of mind that we're in, which is what do we do? Sports are canceled. I know there are a million other things to be upset about and stressed about and confused about and sad about, but when sports are your form of entertainment and escapism and they're where you go when you're feeling upset and just watching a game can take you away from all of that, it can be really, really difficult to understand and wrap your mind around the idea that we won't have sports for the time being and that in these difficult times, you can't just tune into March Madness and forget about everything that's going on. It's very true, but also... As we probably all have been like reckoning with with ourselves, is that this is a precautionary protective measure. It's to keep us safe. It's to keep people we know and love safe. It's to keep the players that we care about so deeply safe and their families, their coaches. It's to keep us all safe. And I know it's at the cost of the things that bring us joy. And it's at the cost of like these athletes having a shot at their respective national champions chips or their specific meets um anything that their hopes and goals and dreams were for this season um so if you know any athletes that have had their season cut short re- make sure you reach out to them and tell them that you're thinking about them because it has to be so devastating to them because they've been working so hard to do this um but just remind them that they are loved and cared for and that it's to keep them safe mm-hmm. Definitely. So we wanted to take this episode. Obviously, there's not a lot of sports news to cover, and there won't be for a little while. I guess we'll have to, on our own time, reconsider what this podcast is and what we're going to do with it moving forward, as I think every single sports media production is doing in the world right now. So um, we'll get back to you on that. But for this specific episode, we wanted to share some ideas of just kind of how to cope with sports being gone for the time being. I know with the grand scheme of everything that's going on right now, sports sounds so superficial, but just because this world is such a crazy place to live in right now and everything feels so surreal, not being able to escape into sports just kind of makes everything a little bit more difficult. So this episode is sort of us being like, hey, we see you. It's okay to be upset about sports being gone and like this is how you can get through it. So we'll have some time management strategies on what to do when you're working from home. I know that's not directly related to sports being gone, but if you're working from home or have classes from home, that can be helpful. Um, And then just some ideas of how you can spend your time, where you can fuel that passion, where you can find the escapism that you found from sports. It's not going to be the same, but hopefully you can, I mean, we, you can get through it. You're going to be okay. And we're here for you no matter how you're feeling about things. Yes. And it's, well, we don't really know how this is going to play out, um, of course, and it's really hard to, like, grapple with that, like, the last game that you watched is probably the last game you'll see for a while. I honestly don't think we'll probably see much of anything until August, and that's kind of hard to reason with because I thought last summer was hard after baseball made their run, and we Gosh. didn't have any sports from, like, the end of June until August, and I thought that was a really long time, but not having March Madness not having a chance to go see Michigan baseball or not being able to 
see hockey or the NBA or whatever like we all care about in the spring and summertime like it's gonna be weird it's gonna be really long and we're gonna be anticipating um the return of course um but we'll be all the more excited and we'll be all the more ready and and our athletes are definitely gonna be um just as pumped to get back out there um and put on a show for us so but yeah we're gonna just um take this time to kind of give some ideas of like what we'll probably be doing and you'll probably get to know us a little bit better through this and um it's just kind of things that we're thinking about because a lot of things are different for us not just in terms of being able to watch sports but um the university that we know and love and care about like we had our last days as students like in the classroom and it's very weird to grapple with that because it's so sudden and I feel like that's how a lot of things are for a lot of people is that it's all so sudden that you don't really have a chance to comprehend what's happening like for the athletes like you put on your jersey for the last time didn't even know for us we sat down in a lecture hall for the last time and didn't even know we don't even know if we're going to be able to walk across the stage for our graduation um but here's how we're going to like deal with the now mm-hmm. um so we can get through these next few weeks um and just kind of give ourselves a peace of mind because I can't focus on anything <laughs> at the current moment and um there's just a lot of uncertainty but these things are pretty certain so yeah so the first thing I wanted to say is to just keep your mental health in check and be aware of your feelings because in these times anxieties can be heightened a lot even if you don't usually experience anxiety or even if you do um things are weird right now and Regard, even regardless of your feelings about the pandemic or whether or not you are anxious about the sickness in particular, uh, it can, like, just being at home all the time, the social isolation, um, social distancing, that can just trigger a lot of things and get your brain all out of whack. So I really recommend just taking some time away from your screens and away from your phones and just asking yourself how you're feeling. I know that sounds corny, but it can be easy to just get wrapped up on being on Twitter all the time and not actually experiencing your own feelings. And because we don't have any opportunities to really get out and escape, those feelings are just going to be bottled up. So personally, what I do is every single morning before I check my phone, I put my phone on airplane mode when I go to bed so that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not bombarded with notifications because the second you see notifications, your brain is just reacting to all those notifications and you don't get an opportunity to feel your actual feelings. So when I wake up, I like to write in a journal and like I don't pressure myself to write anything profound or great or like anything in particular. Sometimes I just write, I'm so tired. Sometimes I make a list of things I'm thankful for, but that just gives me an opportunity when I first wake up to know what my feelings are. And sometimes I'll catch something like, for some reason, I'm feeling a little bit jealous of this person and I don't know why. Or for some reason, I'm feeling a little bit guilty about this thing that happened the other day. And just recognizing that because otherwise it will bottle up. And because we're going to be home so much doing nothing, those feelings are a lot more apt to bottle to be bottled up. So just take time and feel your feelings and understand what they are away from screens and all the distractions. And there are plenty of apps that can help with this. Meditation apps are great. I know it sounds so corny and cheesy, but I'm serious when you're home all the time and doing nothing but distracting yourself with the internet, like you're going to, you don't get an opportunity to process your own thoughts. So meditation apps, apps where you can journal every evening and morning, um, Anything like that is just going to be so helpful to get you through this and to understand what you're feeling. And don't forget to, like, get out, move, do whatever you usually do, do jumping jacks because, like, I just want you guys to all stay healthy and sane in this time. And if you have access to, like, FaceTiming a therapist or something like that, just, like, please go ahead and do that. It's completely normal to feel anxious and confused right now.
I think I wanted to reiterate that as well. And I think like one of the things that while a lot of us go to different kinds of social media apps to kind of keep ourselves informed, especially with how these events are unfolding. Um, we live in a time when, like, information is easily accessible and easily spread, um, which can be good and it can be bad, um, just in terms of sen- in the sense that malinformation can be spent sent around, but also, like, you just kind of get caught into it and just kind of go down this rabbit hole of, like, seeing thing after thing and tweet after tweet and post after post about what's going on, and it can be a lot. Um, it can very much diminish, like, how you're feeling mentally, like, regardless of if you, like, wake up and feel fine. Um, I personally have not felt good. just felt <laughs> very anxious for the last few days. Um, but just, like, limiting the time that you s- spend, like, reading information about it or, like, seeing... Because, like, it's just been... It's one thing after another, and it's, like, kind of compounding on the fact that, like, you don't get a break from one news story. Like, yesterday, it was, like, the first wave that came in was, like, Tom Hanks and his wife have coronavirus. And then, boom, the NBA is closed. And then, boom, this, boom, that. And it was just, just kept building and building and building, and you didn't have enough time to process the first thing, let alone, like, 12 other, like, news-breaking stories at once. So while it's important to be informed and to get correct information at the same time limit the amount of time that you're like spending engaged with it like if you've gone more than like five minutes like reading or reviewing or looking at posts like maybe you like step back for at least five minutes and if like that's all your brain can handle because like sometimes that's how I've been operating um I can only be away from it for so long before I'm like all right what else is being updated right now like how is it unfolding at the current moment um and that's fine, but I also think, like, stepping back and just taking time away, and I know it's hard to do because it's been really hard for me to do all day, um, but it's definitely, definitely necessary. Yeah, I honestly think being informed is kind of overrated, especially right now when we keep getting all of this information on, like, this person was tested positive and, like, this thing is canceled and this thing is canceled. Honestly, what did you gain from knowing that? Because I honestly think I'm going to delete Twitter for a couple days. I, I use Twitter because it's escapism. It's the place where I literally I only follow sports accounts. So mm-hmm. all I see is sports stuff. And that's like fun for me. And it gets me away from the anxiety of other new stuff. But right now, sports are pretty much over. So I, I don't have a use from Twitter. And I don't need to know every celebrity that tests positive and every event that's canceled. All that does is put more information from, in my brain for it to process. So I'm going to try to stay away from that stuff as much as possible. I think that's smart, yeah. I'll probably start doing that, too. Mostly because, like, you'll probably get, like, a notification from, like, Apple News anyways. Yeah. So, like, even if you, like, deleted these apps, you're still going to get notifications about what's happening and what's unfolding. And people will text you. So, like, yeah, it's not like you'll be away from the information. Um, It's just, it's probably better for you because you won't spend as much time with it. Um, And just, like I said, going down that rabbit hole, like, you'll be on Twitter for like hours and you won't even notice Mm -hmm. Um. also like pro tip I turned off notifications for almost everything because I want to be able to choose when I access that information so I don't want to be just going about my day and then all of a sudden get bombarded with like something that's like tragic or difficult to process because like yes you want to be the first person to know but also you don't really have anything to gain from that so I would rather choose a time where I'm sitting down and I'm comfortable and then I choose to look at my news apps and see what's going on instead of randomly throughout my day as I'm trying to process other things, like getting bombarded with that information. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so just a quick thing we wanted to talk about is like since we do have classes online now and a lot of you guys are going to be working from home, it can be hard to manage your time. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm like really passionate about, even though I'm really bad at it. But I like read a lot of blogs on time management and there are actually a lot of strategies that can really, really help. I would use them over the summer because pretty much everything I did over the summer was remote and it's really nice. So the first thing I do is something called the Ivy Lee method. Um, which is basically a method where before you go to bed each night, you write down the top six things you need to do the next day, which sounds easy, but a lot of times we'll put like 15 things on our to-do list. So this limits you. You can only write down six, and that way you're really forced to choose what the most important things are. And they shouldn't be huge projects like start write a book or whatever. You know, like the things that you can feasibly do the next day, and you can look at the list and be like, oh, I can get all this done. And then the next day when you work wake up, the first thing you do is work on number one on the list, so you don't think like, oh, I'll do three and then I'll get back to one and then I'll get to four. Like you do one until it's done, even if it's the thing you want to do like the least on your list. And then you go to two and then you go to three. And it sounds so simple, but it literally is a game changer because if you so badly want to get started on four, then you have to go through one, two, and three first. And then the more micro thing that I do to manage time, well, I honestly haven't been doing this very well lately because it's hard when you have to go to a classroom. But now we'll be getting back to it is... Um, the Pomodoro method, which is basically the method that you work for 15 minutes or 25 minutes at a time. So if I'm sitting down to work on an essay, I put on a 25 minute timer and I put my phone away in another room and I work on it for 25 minutes, no breaks, can't go to the bathroom, can't go up and get a drink of water. And then at the end of the 25 minutes, I take a break. I have to take a break no matter what. If I don't think I need to take a break, then I need to go another 25 minutes, but I can't go for like half of a 25 minute chunk. So that way, like, it's just really helpful because I tend to like try to get myself to go for like three hours and then at the end of three hours I'm just drained and like never go back to it so when you just do it in 25 minute chunks at the end of each chunk like you know a break is coming so you're motivated to get through it and like honestly you get things done so much faster when you use that method so highly recommend that I really have like those things is my terrible at time management. <laughs> I am so maybe too. <laughs> I'll like use that because I honestly the thing that I'm worried about the most is like it just it just seems so easy to just I mean I know it's moving online and I know it's to the University of Michigan but I'm like how is like going to class keeps me accountable to everything mm -hmm. because I have to physically go um, if I want to like learn the information that I need to know in order to like do well on my assignments. Um, and I've always just had, like, difficulty with, like, watching online lectures, and I know it's, like, I, it's basically the same material as, like, going, mm -hmm. but it's, like, different because, I don't know. Yeah, you're on your computer. You can, like, easily open another tab. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. It's just, it's just difficult. I don't, I know it's, like, basically the same premise, but it's, like, there's just something about physically being there. I know for me personally, I have to get out of the house. Like, I cannot work at home to save my life. Mm -hmm. So I usually go to anywhere with free Wi-Fi, whether that's a Panera or Starbucks. And I know those places you think are full right now, but I work at Starbucks. <laughs> and there, literally no one was there yesterday. Um, so you could definitely find space. I know that, like, runs the risk and, like, probably goes against, like, your own, like, internal morals of, like, I don't want to go anywhere. Um, but that's just, like... And I know, like, Starbucks is, like, a big corporate, like, machine. and But, like, maybe even just going to, like, a local coffee shop to just work on something. Because, like, you're still providing, well, I hope you're still providing, like, monetary, like, incentives for, like, businesses that need our help. 
that are going to suffer a lot from people panicking. And I understand that they want to limit the amount of people that go out and are like around other people. But at the same time, like I'm not going to stop working. Like I can't work remotely. I still have to go into my job until literal dire, like dire, dire, dire states would have to occur for me to not be able to go in. Um, So like we're still going to be out there. We're still going to be working. We still like just need, I know I'm going to get paid regardless because I work for a giant corporation, but like people that like don't. We need mm-hmm. to help them as much as we can in this time because there's probably a lot of uncertainty on their end. They're like, how am I going to pay for things? How am I going to be able to live and provide for myself or my family? Like, how am I going to do all this? And I think, like, even just taking that small step of just, okay, I know I have to do all this stuff for work or school or whatever. I'm going to go here because um, then I'll keep me accountable to not, like, go pet my dog, go pet my cat, or, like, go watch TV or go to sleep because my bed's right there. Like, that's literally why I can't work at home. <laughs> so I have to go somewhere where I'm sitting in like an uncomfortable chair and I'm just going. Um, so that that's what works best for me. I don't really know how to do any like other like method kind of things because I'm garbage at it. But that's my one one spiel. Go do that one. Yeah. Um, and I guess like building off of that is like in regards to like maybe like helping out with local businesses. Another thing to do is like reach out to people that need our help. There's a lot of people that probably aren't allowed to go into work and they have no idea what to do. Schools across the states, not even just Michigan, but everywhere are like not being able to like send their kids to school. So I don't know how they're going to work. And I know there's a lot of uncertainty and anxiety in that for those parents, but and obviously, we don't know how to go about this. Maybe the CDC or um, World Health Organization will drop information on how to go about helping these people because I would so desperately would love to help a family if their kid, if they can't work and watch the kid at the same time because they're going to have to sacrifice one or the other and most likely it's going to be their job. And it's really hard, obviously, as an American to take time off, to get paid time off, Um and also provide for your kid. So I I don't know how to go about it, but if there's a chance that you're able to do that or to help someone that you know personally that may be affected by their inability to work or to or their inability to provide a place for their children to go while they're at work, um, keep up to date on that and see what people have to say um, because there's a lot of people that will probably be hurting from these kind of things, not just being able to go into work or from local businesses not being able to have a more high traffic um, time with people coming in. Just keep an eye out. I have no idea how to go about this, but they definitely need our help out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that more programs and nonprofits possibly will be emerging in the coming weeks, so we'll have more uh, clarity on how we can go about helping people because I think so many of us have that in us. We're like, what can I do? Like, I feel so helpless right now. So as the information comes out, just be willing to – stay informed and go help if you have um spare change um (laughs) donating money to a food bank or donating food to a food bank is an easy way to help people who don't have access to food right now especially because a lot of students who aren't in school qualify for free and reduced lunch Mm -hmm. but other than that I don't know exactly what precaution or like what measures we can take to help but just stay on top of that I guess and in that regard, it's kind of like check on your friends because I know for me, I've like sat down and thought about the things like how this 
has impacted myself but then I've heard from like other people and it's just like it may sound bad for you but it could be worse for someone else so make sure Mm -hmm. you're checking in on the people you care about and probably um that would trust you enough to be able to help them especially if they need it um whether that's because a lot of us now have like spare time on our hands and like if you're one of those people that still have to work but are worried about how you're going to take care of your home take care of your children like reach out to the people that you care about and run them through a bunch of tests. I don't know what you're going to do, but just, like, reassure them, I guess, that you are available to these people um, to help them and just to, like, check in on them because I know I feel terrible. Um, But other people can be hurting just as much as you are um, or worried about a bunch of things. So make sure you check on the people that you care about and it gives you something to do. Yeah, I also think, like, even, like... I think just being there for people, just talking on the phone with them, FaceTiming them, Skyping them, that in itself is such an act of service for both you and the other person because just connecting with people is so, so underrated, especially when you're working from home and potentially social distancing or social social isolating. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just being able to have that human connection on the phone for a lot of people could be just make their day. Um, And then something that we wanted to suggest if you are just looking for ways to spend your time when you're at home, um, something that I really, really recommend is just starting a passion project. So that can be anything where in the back of your mind, you've been like, it would be so cool to do this, but I don't know if I'm like qualified. I don't know if I have the time, Um, but like, that would be so cool. Dream job, like a side hustle, but like side hustle has connotations that you have to do it for money. And this is just something, I mean, maybe I'm in the end of the day you can end up monetizing it but even if you never monetize it just something that you've always wanted to do and now you have the time to do it so examples of that could be you could start a blog whether that's like an informative blog or like a personal blog where you share about your life or one where you talk about cooking or makeup or sports or whatever you want to talk about a podcast highly recommend starting one of those (laughs) a youtube channel whatever that might be about writing a book literally just get started just start writing it um if there's like a brand or a product or a company like clothing line I don't know anything that you've been thinking you want to start like start reading up on how to do that and literally just like get all the resources and start doing what you need to do um I really recommend listening to the podcast how I built this if you're interested in starting like a company because it really breaks down like the micro of how you can start a company also um the skinny confidential also has some podcasts where they work with founders and like really get into the details of how they did it um, if you wanted to start like a nonprofit or any sort of charity, now's the time to just get to work and figure out the logistics of how you do that. Or just an Instagram. If you've been thinking like, I should make an Instagram account dedicated to like my cooking or my art that I want to showcase or my makeup or literally anything, just why not just go do it. Um, if you're more, I was trying to think of people who like, aren't like creative and they're more like science I mean, that's still creative, but they're more, like, STEM-focused. If there's some sort of study or research project or independent study you've been wanting to do, like, you've been wanting to collect some data on something on the internet and, like, put together, like, a project or an infographic. Like, I think of um, John Boyce's SB Nation videos where he does the, like, chart parties, like, something like that. Um, If you wanted to start freelancing, whether that's freelance writing, freelance photography, whatever you'd want to do, or if you really want to start doing art, maybe posting on Instagram or do want to do makeup, any of those things, like... 
first of all, right now, you probably have more time than you'll ever have. And also, people want to be entertained right now. So if you want to, like, start a YouTube channel or start a blog, like, people are going to be sitting around looking for things to look at. Like, you literally will be doing the world a service by putting your work out there. Even if you don't think it's going to be good or you don't think you're qualified, like, I promise I will support it. Harley and I will both (laughs) personally support it and shout you out on, like, our social media. But, like, Literally, as someone who has started a bunch of things that I was in no way, shape, or form qualified to do, such as this podcast, like, you will not regret it. It's like, you'll just be so glad you did it. So literally, just do it. And, like, I have no other (laughs) way to say that. But, like, if there's something in the back of your mind, you've been like, I wish I was cool enough to start that. Literally, just start it. Yeah, I was, like, thinking over, like, how, like, we would be able to, like, fill this time. And, like, a lot of us, I've seen a lot of people already say this, but now is our time to, like, do all those things that we've put off for so long because, Mm -hmm. like, now we have, like, time to, like, think it through, figure out, like, what we want from it, how it's going to benefit us, um, how it can benefit other people, and just, like, get to work on it. Like, you have the time now. Just get it done. Um, And honestly, you'll feel great because it's something that you're passionate about and, like, you can finally let that, like, creative um, and passionate side of you, like, let loose and be free especially in this like chaotic time where everything like just looks really dire and grim like being able to do something that you truly deeply love um will definitely help with your own sanity (laughs) so yeah and stop telling yourself that you're like unqualified or that people will judge you or whatever like everyone's gonna be on the internet yeah just go let go of that um uh, so Harley and I were talking about games you could play, especially if you're lucky enough to, like, live with a family or live with roommates. Uh, mm-hmm. just, especially, like, I live with roommates and they're my best friends, but we can go days without talking to each other. And we don't live in a huge apartment and there are five of us, but sometimes when we're all on our phones and on our laptops, like, we don't even talk to each other. So organizing some sort of game night, again, that sounds so cheesy, but it can be so great. And we so have fun. some game recommendations. <laughs> would so the first one is do like board games or like these like silly like games that we've played as like young life leaders yeah um but uh I I don't know just basic games like Uno or like Euchre for you Michiganders I have no idea how to play it um yeah I don't really like it but that could just be something fun to do. Even if you, like, live by yourself, you could play, like, solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so sad. But, like, like, honestly. You play it. Yeah, yeah, it's something to do, There know? are also, like, so many apps yeah. in, like, uh, like if you have an Alexa, or no, Google, be like, okay, Google. You do, like, Jeopardy of the day. Or, like, the, the song game. It'll, like, the play song. a song, yeah, and you have to, like, so say, fun. it's My so fun. My mom and I do it for hours. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, if you don't have, like, one of those things, like, can you do uh what kind of board games do you like to play I so like, I oh, playing Catan Catan is fun it's time consuming it's awesome if you have a bunch of people but maybe if you don't have a bunch of people you can get in contact for game night um oh left right center is like this dice game um it's really fun especially with money involved because you can win a lot of money um and it's just, like, silly and, like, obviously a game of chance, so there's, like, no way to rig it. Um, but look that up. Um, In terms of, like, strategy board games, this, the name is a little bit off-putting, but I promise it's, it's fine. It's very fun. Um, it's called, <laughs> it's called Secret Hitler. I really recommend ordering it on Amazon. 
uh, it takes, if you don't have anyone in your group who currently knows how to play it, it might take a little round, few rounds to get into it. But once you have people who like know how to get into it, it gets really intense yeah, and it's really it's fun. It's really fun. If you it's ever played, hours <laughs> if you ever played hours. Mafia as a kid, it's like that, but like much more intense and for grownups. Well, maybe you can play Mafia. Play. Yeah, or you can play Mafia. Um, there's also not on those lines but there's an app called psych and i believe you can play it even if you're yeah you don't all need to be in the same room it might be a little bit easier if you are but like all of your friends download the app and then there's like a code to get into that specific room and then it will be like who like i don't know if hannah was on a desert island what would she bring and everyone puts in their answers and you vote on the best one so it's kind of like a like joke around with your friends game because you can like make fun of them it's fun i really like it we play with my siblings sometimes that sounds fun um, Code yeah. names is another fun yeah, game. Like a good one. Strategy um, type. I'm trying to think, like, I don't know. I would probably just play like all those like Hasbro games, <laughs> like Don't Spill the Beans or the like Icebreaker one, <laughs> or like <laughs> make any of those games drinking games. You honestly really good. Um, we were hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shoots and ladders. Two truths and a lie. But underrated. Especially if you play Two Truths and a Lie where you can, like, defend your answers. So, like, people can, like, say I said, like, I used to work at Starbucks and, every, like, that's the lie. But everyone has to ask, like, wait, what did, like, when did you work there? What Starbucks did you work at? And people can, like, interrogate you and then they all vote on which one is the lie. Especially if you think you know everything about everyone in the room. Like, it gets really fun. Or maybe you can get, like, a magazine and you can do all their little, like, games and quizzes because... Can we do that? We love to do that. We do love to do that. You can make a magazine. Or you can make a magazine. That can be one of your passion projects. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do. I, I really want to make a magazine someday. And then in terms of physical games, um, Harley and I, like, like physical games as in being, like, games you would play. Yeah. yeah. So Harley and I are kind of, like, experts on this because <laughs> we work with kids. Um, but one game that I really love is called The Sot Game. Yeah. Okay, good luck getting all your friends to play these games because I wish I had friends that were fun enough to play these with me. I but play like, it with you, but it's kind of lame if it's just two people. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, try. everyone has two socks on and you like pull them down so they're like past your ankles or past, like, like they're like halfway off your feet. Your yeah. And then your goal is to, with your feet, like pull everyone else's socks off but keep your socks on so you can like step on them and like kind of push them away and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that the winner is the last person with a sock on. And like this game gets so physical and so intense and I think it's so fun. And I I want to find a way to make it a drinking game. You probably could. You Maybe definitely could. If you like the first one to lose both socks, you have to finish your drink. Yeah, there's definitely a way to make it a drinking game. Do you want to explain miniature tanks? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hannah and I were, like, never allowed to play miniature tanks, but, like, we're pretty passionate about miniature tanks. Yes. <laughs> so, basically, like, you put people in different parts of the room. Maybe they're across from each other, um, diagonal from each other, regardless. Um, but then you get... They're all along the perimeter of the room, though. They're, like, against the wall. Um, but the thing is, like, when you start moving, you have to follow the line, no matter what, like, towards the direction that you're moving in. And you're on your hands and knees, so you're crawling forward. You're crawling. Um, and the entire time you're crawling, you're saying, miniature tanks, miniature tanks. And everyone's saying it together, so we're like... Miniature tanks, miniature tanks. And you're taking a step on each one, like, to the beat. Um, and obviously, like, you're going to collide with people, but the whole purpose is to keep going on the line that you are, um, 
basically like what you assign to yourself. So you're going to like run over a bunch of people and I'm pretty sure it's kind of like weird if you don't want to be contacting a lot of people <laughs> at the time, but it's so fun. It's so fun. It's so silly. Um I don't know. I I enjoy it. <laughs> um it's so silly. It's such a silly game. What else do we play? We have so many fun ones. But I feel like they're all really hard to explain without bringing a person up to the front and a lot of them involve like touching in ways that maybe like when you like throw cheeto balls at people in space that have like shaving cream on it oh that's <laughs> fun dude i wish could you imagine doing that just like at your <laughs> house just like throwing cheeto i wish that's... i could explain bunny bunny but that one is the one you're like oh we play that at fate not young life um maybe do like concentration mm. you can play that i mean but you'd have to like wash your hands afterwards maybe like with your elbows uh remember like what other games there's so many they're just hard to explain right now oh rock paper scissors the, like, like with the line with in the, the caterpillar one yeah yeah these people are gonna have to have like large groups of friends <laughs> like all of these but hey like if you live on a college campus you probably do live with a large group yeah, of people if you haven't gotten kicked out of your dorm yet you could probably still <laughs> hang out with people um but yeah look up literally look up young life games not a bad idea or just like small group games yeah they're so fun and silly um, okay, so, oh, also, like, Truth or Dare. Yeah, I tried to get Carrie to play Truth or Dare with me the other day, and he's just like, I dare you to shut up. Dang. I know. <laughs> I didn't take the dare. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so do you want to move on to, like, books and TV shows and podcasts and stuff we recommend? Is there sure. anything else we wanted to do first? I don't think so. Oh, maybe, like, do a face mask. Or, like, set up a spa day with your friends. That'd be so fun. That would be. We used to, well, I used to do it. I don't know if you did. I would like, always Sometimes you like, invite your friends over, and you guys would just, like, soak your feet in, like, little containers and, like, wear face masks and, like, maybe put lotion on. It's Honestly, really fun. just, like, wash your face. <laughs> yeah, literally. Wash your hands while you're wash at your it. Wash your hands. Wash your face. Like, you'll feel great. Take a shower every day if you have access or mm, an ability to I take a shower. I should I love taking a shower every taking day. Taking a shower. Lil gave me, my roommate gave me a new rule because I tend to, like, not shower enough because I just, like, every procrastinate night. it and I, like, don't feel like getting wet. But um, she made a rule that every time I think, maybe I should shower, I have to shower. That's right. It's been helping. I've been showering almost every Keeps day. Keeps yourself clean, you know? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I think maybe we'll talk about books we recommend and then I have podcasts I recommend and Harley has a bunch of, like, TV shows and movies she recommends. Mm-hmm. I personally don't have the attention span to sit through a movie or a TV show, so I don't have those. But I am good at books because for books, like, since you have to have both your hands on the book in order to read it, I don't get distracted as easily because you can't just, like, pull out your phone and, like, open Mm -hmm. another tab. Like, you're, like, physically have to hold the book with both hands. So I'm good at reading those. Um, The book I'm reading right now, I actually really recommend. It's really good. It's really long. It's called The Hiltons of Family Dynasty, and it talks about, like, it's a biography. It starts out with Conrad Hilton, who's the guy who started all the Hilton hotels. And then it goes on to, like, all the way to Paris Hilton. But it's, like, really juicy. It talks about the business side of things, but also, like, all their relationships and all the drama. They, like, he was married to Zsa, Zsa Gabor, and, like, his son, Nikki, was married to Elizabeth Taylor. So it's, like, a lot of old Hollywood just drama and all the... Yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's written like a novel, not like a biography. Because I also recently read a Bill Belichick biography, and it was the most boring thing I ever read. <laughs> um, and then another book that I recommend, it's called Tattoos on the Heart by Gregory Boyle. 
it's nonfiction and it's just like it's this Catholic priest who works with gang members and I think you would like it even if you're not like religious or Christian or anything it's just all his stories of working with gang members and just like seeing them as humans and like the lessons he learned from them and, like you'll cry it's just really well written and really motive not motivational just like inspiring and uplifting um but speaking of motivational this only weird people will like this I liked it it's called I think it's called Motivational Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Basically, she's a researcher and she has this theory that there are different ways that each person is motivated. So some people are motivated internally, some people are motivated externally, and each person has like a specific motivational tendency. And that's why like maybe you can't get work done in this environment, but your friend can. And like you're motivated by deadlines, but your friend doesn't care about deadlines and all that stuff that you just wonder. Like, I don't know. I thought it was so interesting because it explains like, I'm like, that's why I like to follow rules, but like my sister like does this and like I don't know if you're into like theories about things like that I thought it was life-changing because now I see all my roommates I'm like this why that's why this one always has the motivation to work out but like this one has the motivation to do homework and whatever I thought it was fascinating um another good one is to hell with the hustle by Jefferson Bethke he's like a Christian writer but this book in general just kind of I've seen a lot of people on Instagram who have been really inspired by it it's just like a reminder to like slow down and take time to enjoy life and not worry too much about um, keeping a busy schedule or like always being working and hustling it, it was really um, powerful for me um, if you like sports which you do if you listen to this podcast um, Mitch Albom's Fab Five book so good one of the best books I've ever read always recommend it um, I follow this Instagrammer on Instagram her at is a butt like maybe and she like does these like sassy cartoons about like dating and like being a millennial woman and like just all the stereotypes about being like a 25 year old woman but she just like owns it and she came out with this book recently called but like maybe don't and it's all her adventures dating but like with her cartoons so look at her instagram and if you think that's interesting get her book and recently i read this book called inspired by rachel held evans who is one of my favorite writers she recently passed away about a year ago um she's a christian writer but she was super super inspiring for me because she like really um like, wasn't tied to, like, the conventions of her faith, so she, like, really questions a lot of things about, like, her doubts and, like, why she disagrees with things in the church and, like, why the Bible doesn't always make sense. And Inspired was just, like, a whole new look at the Bible. So if you're raised in Christianity and sometimes have, like, problems with the Bible because it seems, like, how can this possibly be true? Or, like, this is really problematic or, like, I really don't agree with this part of the Bible. It will really just, like, I don't know. I thought it was really moving and I read it in, like, two days. So I really recommend that if, like, you're, like, a former Christian who, like, has a problem with the Bible. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, like, realizing now that a lot of, well, a lot of the books that I want to read, like, just in terms of, like, my, my own personal goals is to read more, like, nonfiction books. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be, like, dry and boring. Um, the two of them that I have are graphic novels. They're so good, so easy to read, so deep, even though... Like, you may think, oh, it's just, like, a comic book. But it's, like, no. They're so incredible. Um, So the first one I read, like, earlier this year, it's called Good Talk by Amira Jacob. Um, It's basically um, a story about her life. um, And it delves into the ideas about, like, race and how to raise a family in, like, um, a multiracial um, marriage and just kind of, like, traditions from um, different, like, uh, families and heritages, and it's it's really good. Um, it has it's pretty funny too, and it has like a lot of like not like mainstream references, but like 
refers to things that like you'll notice um and just kind of like how um it depicts um like middle eastern um um peoples mostly around like post 9-11 that kind of thing it's it's really good i really enjoyed it and um the other one um that's also a graphic novel um it's by george takei who is um if you're a nerd probably know that he's from star trek um it's he had a graphic novel as well it's called they called us enemy it is so good made me cry um it's it talks about um the concentration camps that were put up in America that um, detained Asian Americans during World War II. It's absolutely heartbreaking, and you definitely need to read it, um, especially with all the false information that is coming out right now and assumptions and r racism that is being proliferated um, with this specific disease. Um, so you need to check yourself. Read this book. It is incredible. Um, and I will probably honestly be keeping a lookout to see if they've said anything about the recent events, um, because I feel like it's necessary to, like, be continuing this talk. Um, it's, it's so good. So, so both of these books, the, the graphic novels, um, amazing imagery, like, so beautiful. Um, another one that I haven't really, I got a few that I, like, wanted to read in light of um, Black History Month. I wanted to start reading from more black authors. Um, a book just came out, it's called Hood Feminism. It's by Nikki, Mickey Kendall. Um, I'm really excited about it. It basically looks at the feminist movement from the experience of black women. I'm super excited because of all the um, considerations and critiques that they are going to have um, about feminism and about about the considerations that are often negated, not negated, but not looked at, um, especially in terms of like socioeconomic status and race. Um, I think it's super important to consider. And we're in like international like women's month or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. So I think it's super important to do that. Um, I've currently been reading um, Boys and Sex by Peggy Orenstein. Um, really good. Um, she is a journalist. She's basically gone around and looked at and, and like, talked with the, um, just, like, masculine culture around America currently for college men and for high school men as they try and navigate um, assumptions about how they're supposed to perform gender and just their thoughts and opinions on, like, consent and sex and porn and just, like, all sorts of things. And it's really well written and I really like the perspective that um, she brings in because she's basically just relaying the information that men across America are like feeling um, and engaging with like their own masculinity um, while also I I don't think she included it in when she wrote about girls and sex but like she considers um, different types of men and includes trans men and LGBTQ and I thought that was um, super necessary to include, and it's really good. I really enjoy it. Um, and the one fiction book that I have that I bought and I'm excited to read um, is also um, in light of, um, it's called Such a Fun Age. It's by Kelly, Kylie Reed. Um, basically, um, it's about a black woman that works for, I'm guessing, 
a rich white family is accused of, um, while she's nannying um, a white baby, is accused of stealing the baby, and just all the events that occur after that. Um, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure I'll provide um, insight into um, the black experience, especially for black women in America that have these kind of service jobs. Um, and I've heard good things about it, so I'm excited to read it. Maybe you should, too. And we can talk about it. Yes. We can have a book club. Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, one more book I wanted to recommend before I go into podcasts is it's called My Friend Anna. And if you haven't heard of Anna Delvey, she is this, like, scammer, fake socialite, like, totally, like, scammed all of the rich people in New York. Just Google Anna Delvey and read the article from The Cut. And if that doesn't, like, like, it will just blow your mind. You'll be like, how is this even possible? This is insane. And then My Friend Anna is a book about her. And it reads like a novel. It's super fast-paced. It's like you're, you'll just be, like, blown away the entire time. So I really recommend that. Especially for, like, this kind of escapism that you want right now. Like, that's definitely, like, an escapist book. Um, so in terms of podcasts, first of all, if you are a sports fan, which I'm sure you are, the sports news right now, we don't know what that's going to look like quite yet, but if you want to go back and binge listen to old podcasts, a lot of podcasts you're not going to want to listen to because they just cover the sports news of each week, but there are a few podcasts that are kind of evergreen that you can always go back and listen to. Um, one of those is Sports Wars by Wondery and I believe The Athletic, which, um, they have, like, series episodes where they break down different, like, intense rivalries in sports so uh the first one I listened to was um uh the Isaiah Thomas Michael Jordan rivalry and they had like maybe six or seven episodes breaking that down there was one of um Tom Brady Peyton Manning there's one of uh LeBron versus the Warriors or maybe like no it was like the Lakers and the Warriors I don't remember exactly what it was um but um <laughs> I think it was literally maybe it was LeBron it was like versus Steph I, yeah, just the entire Warriors. I think it was LeBron versus the Warriors. But, like, that one is really good because you can always go back and binge listen to it. Very evergreen. And then ESPN Daily is hosted by Mina Kimes, and each day they break down, like, a really interesting sports story. The episodes are, like, less than 15 minutes long usually. I binge listen to it over winter break. Sometimes the episodes are, like, like relevant to that specific day. Like, obviously, after Kobe died, they made an episode about that. But they're all interesting enough stories kind of like 30 for 30 where you can always go back and listen to them even if they're no longer currently happening they always just take some really interesting story and do a deep dive um the lead by Wondery and the athletic is a similar premise they just break down an interesting story each day and they have pretty short episodes so you can always go back and listen to those and then i'm sure you're familiar with 30 for 30 there are also 30 for 30 podcasts so you can go back and listen to the podcasts about different sports events and then in terms of other podcasts to listen to, weirdly enough, outside of sports, I, this is kind of weird, but the main um, genre of podcasts I listen to is, like, business, like, mostly, like, female, like, business founders and, like, people who, like, tactics on, like, motivation and productivity and, like, starting a business, which is very random. I understand that not everyone is going to be interested in that, but if you are, some podcasts I really like are skimmed from the couch the skinny confidential him and her that one is like one of my favorites it takes a few episodes to get into it and get used to the host because they're not the kind of people I usually surround myself with they're very very LA is the only way I know how to put it but they have the best guests on and they're really good at interviewing listen to their episode with Ed Milet it's one of the best ones um pretty big deal with Ashley Graham who's like the coolest person ever um friend of a friend with Olivia Perez uh 
I think that's probably enough for now. Um, oh, Girl Boss Radio with Sophia Amoruso. And then in terms of other podcasts, um, Switched on Pop is so interesting. They break down pop songs and explain why they're interesting. And that's like pure escapism for me because I am not interested in the music industry at all. So I never feel any pressure to be like, I have to know everything about this. It's just like, whoa, that's interesting. Um Pantsuit Politics is one of the only political podcasts I listen to because they don't really focus too much on their political opinions. They just really break down the nuances of everything and explain, like, this is what the law says, this is what this side believes, this is what this side believes, this is what... Like, it's just very comforting, and their motto is grace-filled political conversations, so they try to say everything in a way that's, like, not intrusive and you don't feel overwhelmed, you don't feel stressed out. And they said tomorrow they're coming up with, coming out with an episode that's, like, something, like... I don't know. It's like mental health during like the coronavirus outbreak and like understanding everything in a way that doesn't make you feel overwhelmed. So I'm excited for that. Um, But yeah, I would say those are the top ones I recommend. I listen to a lot more than that, but I'm trying to stay away from like true crime and stuff. So Money is a good um, financial podcast. School of Greatness with Lewis Howes is a good one. Oh, okay. So (laughs) if you want some about like mental health and just helping you calm down and like like listen to your brain the next right thing is really good hurry slowly is really good and the anxious achiever is really good so I recommend those ones as well I don't listen to nearly as many podcasts as Han so I took the flip side because Han doesn't have the attention span um to kind of just do like movies and um shows that I watch like currently and that I enjoy um and I guess it just depends on the platform. So um, I have Hulu, so um, that has Sorry to Bother You. It's an incredible movie. If you haven't seen it, maybe you should watch it again. If you haven't seen it in a while, it came out in 2017. So freaking good. Um, If you want something absolutely hilarious, or maybe you've already seen it too, but go back and watch it because it's it's just good every time. And that's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I also really like all the cartoons that they have on Hulu, so I spend a lot of my time watching Adventure Time and um the regular show they're so good um and definitely a means of escape because it's just like it's not like it's like a no-brainer like you don't have to put a lot of thought into like cartoons you just watch them and they're funny and crazy and zany um but one that I'm watching for my class is Handmaid's Tale if you haven't already seen it the first season is this is like one I would watch but like actively like engage with what you're seeing that's kind of like what I have to do for my class and I highly recommend it because it just gives the show like that much more depth to it um especially be able to like take down and like consider like the things that they're saying the things that's happening around them um I haven't seen past the first season because that's the only season we're watching um but it's really hard to digest but like I think it's necessary for people to watch um I would recommend watching it with people. Yeah, that's also very true. It's very hard to watch by yourself, um, especially if you're a woman. (laughs) Um, On Disney+, Plus, I'm currently watching Clone Wars. They just dropped their last season, so we're kind of going through that again. Um, It's such a well-done show. Like, I remember watching it on Cartoon Network when it first came out, and it still holds. Um, If you're a big Star Wars fan like I am, you probably have watched Clone Wars, but watch it again or watch the final season. I don't know how it is, but... I'm excited to get there eventually, and there's a lot of episodes, so it's definitely something to, like, waste your time with, um, so if you have Disney+, Plus, go watch that, um, 
for Netflix, the kind of shows that I watch are She-Ra, The Princess of Power, such a good show, so well done, so well written, beautiful cartoon, beautiful graphics, um, Dragon Prince is also a really good one if you like cartoons, um, great storyline, absolutely incredible if you want more of that, like, fantasy aspect, um, along with that, but, like, live action and, like, a little different is The Witcher, they just dropped that this current year it's really good if you already watched it i'll know a lot of people that rewatch it and the episodes are long and you'll be wanting more it's really good um and honestly like whenever i go on netflix i'm just watching john mulaney's um netflix specials they're so good so funny i've watched them probably 20 times each they're so good i love them so much i can quote them basically but uh they're absolutely incredible um and those are just kind of the things that I spend my time with. Um, obviously, if they're probably more mainstream, so a lot of you have probably already seen it. But it's always good to, like, revisit the ones that, you know, are solid. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I honestly just, like – oh, one thing I forgot to say is, like, create a separation between when you're doing schoolwork and when you are in at whatever work and when you're just taking time to enjoy yourself and when you take time to enjoy yourself like do what you enjoy listen to podcasts you enjoy light a candle read a book watch a movie you enjoy like just appreciate this I mean obviously not everyone has the privilege of being able to do this but Mm -hmm. if you are in a situation where you can appreciate this as being a time where you're just able to stay home and reset because I know this isn't the way I wanted it to happen, but I've been craving time to just be at home and be able to write for my blog and just catch up on books. And like, I've been wanting this so badly. So I'm not going to allow the fear and anxiety that I'm feeling to take away this opportunity that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously once this thing, whenever it's over, we'll all be like trying to like take the next steps with that. Um, we don't know how we're going to come out of this. And I'm not saying that, like, in terms of, like, an apocalyptic, like, thing, but, like, I things will definitely be different, um, mm-hmm. whether that's for good or for bad. And um, we're all just going to have to, like, navigate this together. But share your interests with people because people are looking for recommendations on what to do and how to fill their time. Um, and just, like, boost them up with that. Like, if someone you know like wants to like try something new or like start a blog or whatever it is youtube channel a twitch account i don't know whatever i forgot to like list that but that's genuinely like do (laughs) Do that do Do it it. now is your time people will support you and like maybe they'll join you in your endeavors um and i think like now is like the most important time that we have as a society to like kind of like sit in and honestly like reflect and like read on things that like aren't about you aren't about people that look like you um just to like give yourself a multi-dimensional like perspective on life and on other people because like I said like just sitting down and talking to how like this has impacted other people um it's vastly different than mine and I can't even imagine what it is for people that like don't look like me or don't have the same advantages as me and it's important to consider how this impacts um, other people. And I think if you're able to engage with different kinds of media or information that you'll be a better person at the end of this and maybe we'll all be smarter and figure out how to navigate this world if something like this happens again. Um, But yeah, well, 
see you later, I guess. And reach out to us literally whenever. We love getting, like, DMs from people. It's so fun. <laughs> most of the time. Um, <laughs> if you say something nice. Um, and with that, I guess um, that's it. So go blue. Go blue. Always. <laughs> yeah.